Oh, you want me to one take another podcast? Well, I'd hope so. Because that's what we've been doing every time, dude. Just sit down. One take. Go. Podcast gold. Who are you telling? I'm here each time. Most people don't get to see it because we don't have a video camera set up. Most people just get to hear it. You get to see greatness in action, poetry in motion. Yeah, maybe we have to set like a video camera up, but it's kind of corny, the right? Want it. Yeah, who would really? It's we're just sitting at a desk. Hardly. Uh, it's like a desk. It's a surface. In the podcast studio. Look, man, I see you took your braids out. Last remnants of the Spain trip are gone. Physically. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, as far as remnants go. But I think it's, since as we said, it informs every decision you make thereafter. It's, there's traces or whatever. I feel like a new person. No cap. Yeah. Really? A little bit. It's like, <clears throat> so if for some reason you didn't listen to the, the third episode, this is the fourth episode. Me and Noel Yavid went to Spain. We did the running of the bulls. This centuries-old tradition. Um, and we're home now. I definitely feel like it changed me as a person. It changed my outlook on life. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit strange, which I pretty much say about everything. But when I say that, I basically mean that well, I'll just use the word that I don't get to use too often: ineffable. Ineffable. Can we get which a definition? Which is funny because it it kind of could be a counterpoint to a censored swear word but it really just means not able to be described in words okay just pretty corny of of a meaning but uh i would agree with you that the the running of the bulls and the entire san fermin festival which is what the running of the bulls takes place during was an ineffable experience adjective yeah so same i think those types of things are people should do them and should do them more than once. It doesn't have to be the bull thing. could be there are a lot of there are a lot of experiences that are similar and I think they achieve maybe similar types of results although there are unique things about each and it's really hard to break it down thus the word ineffable but it's not about really facing mortality it's not about the, those types of things it's a, a little bit more complex than that it's not just the mortality right because you can face mortality in a in a car accident, it doesn't necessarily right. change you. Well, even, I mean, because the majority of people that do the running of the bulls do not get hurt. A vast majority of the people. Yes. And it's yeah. like the vast majority of people driving a car 
don't get hurt or the vast majority yeah. of people shooting a gun or whatever you want to apply it to don't get hurt so it's like is running with the bulls any more of a coming face to face with your own mortality than getting in your car and driving to work no so it's not yeah it's not that it has it's there's a lot of other things right seems like there's a lot of other things in, in, in play there. I think uh, certain people, I can't remember offhand, but um, categorize it as awe-inspiring. Not the bulls, but things in nature. So there are certain sights that you see that inspire awe. There are certain feats and certain things that inspire awe. And those, I feel like that always has to be there. Like facing mortality is just one characteristic. I feel right. like there has to be some type of awe. Um, what do you think the awe was with the bulls? Was it just seeing the bull? It's, yeah, that's what a lot of people, I think, especially in our culture, don't understand is when you're hauling ass next to six, 1,200 pound. All muscle. Um, bulls. bulls running four minute miles. Um, regardless of how you feel about your politics and your beliefs, it is something else. It's something out there. It's really laughable and stupid to try to place a judgment on it, you know, or have an opinion about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really for all that. Like, for example, when I was tried to go into the military, I didn't care about the politics of our country. I wanted to go somewhere and go to war. You weren't doing it, it because no, you were really riding for it. Would it have been Clinton at the time, Bush? It, <laughs> you were like, come on, I'm not that old. <laughs> but yeah, it, no, I actually disagreed. Right, uh, with a lot of the the things Bush was doing it didn't matter though i wanted kind of wrote about it in the book you know to be a part of that group doing whatever it was we were doing even though it's not necessarily you know uh justified or moral whatever it may be it's really annoying to get that type of judgment or assessment on it especially from other Types of cultures, which seem type of kind of like an authoritarian, seems a bit. It seems a bit strange for an, another culture to judge. Yeah, one that is older, even. Like any time, because you know, I I did a lot of research before we went, just watching YouTube videos. And any time you look at the comments, it's almost all negative. Oh, I hope the bowl wins, or I, you know, this shame on the people doing this, or even um. When I was looking, because when we were there, we found out that uh, Josh Norman, who was an NFL football player, was also there at the same time as us, posting you know pictures on his Instagram, and a lot of people kind of doing a shame on him and a shame on the whole event yeah. because he participated in it. But it's like this event. Well, first of all, the people saying shame on you, I've never seen a Spaniard. Yeah. It's all outsiders. It's, yeah, which is strange because without getting into any of the, 
of the politics, which we can if you want, but without getting into any of it, you're, you know, someone from a whole other life. Right. Just laying down the axe on a people that you have no idea about. Right. Not even from the same continent. Yeah. And to me, that just reeks of, it's a bit, uh, it's not conflicting. It's a, it's, it's almost a bit, it's, it's a pretty oxymoronic, I guess, because in no way do they support or, um, kind of, whose horn is that? Probably the person we heard get into that car accident right before we started recording. Yeah, that's weird. They heard us. Okay. They were like, oh, y'all are trying to podcast? But yeah, it, it's, it's strange to um, to attribute. There's a few strange things about it that I don't necessarily understand. The first one being it started in the 14th century. You know, there's probably 10 Spaniards running down the street with some bulls. That's what it was. You know, hundreds Just of Just trying to guide the bull to where ago. they needed it to go. Right, and 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 then it's very difficult to battle with as far as support for it because you're not supporting anything by going because they're they they were doing it hundreds of years before we were alive and they'll continue to do it hundreds of years right. after. So you wonder how you're supporting it because you you clearly can't be supporting it by showing up because you they don't have to pay. They did well. Also, yeah, it's not an organization you have to support financially. Um, but also, they don't care who comes, right? right? I mean, proof of that would be that they've done it for hundreds of years without the attendance that they had. Right. I mean, just judging from, for example, uh, you know, Hemingway's Sun Also Rises, it, it wasn't the million-person festival that it was even in the 20s. So they were doing this for hundreds of years without any fanfare or right. acclaim. It wasn't, they weren't putting out flyers for, the, for this shit. So to say you support it, by participating in it is very is a very slippery slope because guilt by participation no one is not guilty of right right it'd be like saying oh i have i have nike on right now i'm using an apple iphone don't both of those companies use child labor in asian countries if you could go even crazier right um if you shop at walmart you're supporting genocide uh several wars across the across the globe um aside from the child labor the mistreatment of of women and children right um yeah guilt by participation doesn't make any sense because we all even as we sit here and talk are participating in hundreds of things that we just choose to ignore you know so anyone that has a that kind of idea where you know someone is guilty for participating there are there are cases where that's true but you can't just shoehorn that together like arbitrarily like that it doesn't it doesn't make much sense especially when all the evidence says otherwise such as um, it's their culture it's their thing they do it They've always done it, probably always do it until they don't want to anymore, which is kind of where I sit with it. I, if, if they decide one day that they, they don't want to do it, then 
it won't. Right. No one is twisting their arm. And my feeling about it is it's kind of cool that I'm alive in a time where they're doing this so I can have the chance to, especially, you know, with an airplane and things like that or a boat to go over there. You know, 150 years ago, we couldn't even done it. We wouldn't even have known. You right. know what I mean? It would, it would be a, a slim chance of even participating. But the point is, it's not up to the rest of the world to police the world and try to align everything they do with their own values. Because it's, I'm sure there's several cultures that are doing things that a person probably wouldn't agree with that you don't even know about. You know what's crazy? Uh, yeah, don't even say we don't even have to go to culture. You can go to your own family, right? So right. if you're guilty by participation and you're someone's aunt, sister, brother, uncle, cousin, whatever your family's doing, you're guilty of. Right. So, for example, if you have an uncle who's in, in prison for homicide, you you're an accessory, murder. right? You're, you're, supportive, you're a supporter of murder because you're related to this person, because you're participating in the family. And that might sound stupid and might sound like a, you know, thought experiment that it's just overthinking it. But it's it's like uh, if you go to a family reunion, you support every decision made by everyone Your family. there. And that, that thinking is so stupid, you can't even really peel it apart because the stupidity runs so deep. But what I think about it is... If they decide to end it one day, then that's on them. It's their thing, you know. It's the what's it's what they created. It's not other people should not get involved and and say it's and it's really annoying when they try to you know put the judgment down on other people because they're overlooking the whole idea that they are just essentially victims of circumstance. So the only reason you believe what you believe is because you were born this year of this kind of person in this country. So all these people with these beliefs, if they were 25 years older and born in Indonesia, they would have not even have the same thought process that right. we have. It's only um, that we come from this real place of privilege as far as, okay, we're American, a lot of our... A lot of our, um, lot of our lives are pretty convenient compared to a lot of other places in the world. We're born into, I mean, the idea that we can even have this kind of forum is not is just about another bleeds privilege, right? I mean, anyone that you might be hearing, you said this NFL player was there. He posted something on a social media and then got blowback. Just think about those things. An NFL player is in Spain. Okay, he's, an, he's an NFL player, first off. His prestige and the reason why people know him is because he throws a ball around for stadiums of people all over the world. Right. So right now your mind should already be blown. The second thing is he can get over to Spain and participate in this 14th century cultural thing that he does, right? You, your mind should by now be just collapsing. The third thing is he can put his cell phone up while he's doing it and document it for him to everyone across the world, and then it gets picked up by news, television, all Immediately. these things. 
your totally. mind should be melting even further. And then other people that are linked um, through all of these same devices can have an opinion about it. To me, that's just the stupidest and funniest type of... It sounds like a Kurt Vonnegut satire. Right. Or like a Voltaire satire. But it's it's all true, and it's so sad. If It's, it's, it's sad that there are people like that, that that think like that, but my point was that that is so much privilege in one and so much luck and, and things that people fail to get rid of their cognitive dissonances and their and their confirmation biases. It's the same when they uh, we talked about it before when they teleport their morals. They're a 19 year old activist, uh, white middle American activist in America, right? And they teleport their morals back to Germany of 1944 and talk about what they would have done. Right. It's just like you can't anthropomorphize and time travel. So, because a lot of it is about animals, right? Well, animals, you can't assign the human feelings to animals they do have some in common but you don't know right what it is feels yeah i mean and it's not to say that we should you can make a guess mistreat them yeah you you can have you can have guesses and people some you know some people do know but the point is you're you're anthropomorphizing you know you're saying you know you know how this shit goes pretty much across all platforms, cultures, countries, people, animals, persons, places, things. People even do it with God, right? Then when they talk about gods, they talk about um, uh, kindness and, and anger and jealousy and guilt and things like that. They, they anthropomorphize human feelings onto gods, things they call gods. And whether they exist or not doesn't really matter. What you're saying is you know how God thinks. Be like an ant, thinking it knows how we feel. Yeah, it, it's crazy, because. It, but but then, you know, I can I can get that because it's kind of a uh, instinctual, you know. It's it's like a little habit, whatever. But when people start time traveling with their morals, I'm just lost. I just give up. I'm like, oh, we're not time. Hindsight, you can't. Yeah. It's like what you really would have done was got gassed or you been killed or you would have, would been have went along Nazi with it. Or, yeah, you would have went along with it. You're like, you're a, first off, you're a pussy. There's no way you would have done anything. You know what I mean? Right. You, you're on 15 medications because you claim you can't even go outside without getting anxious. You wouldn't have been moral in the 40s, dude. So Those are some badass dudes back then. Those People. were some dudes you wish you never meet and you never have met, right. right? It's, but it's so easy to just, it's free. It's just like the comments and the, and the, and the judgments and the, and the morality or what they call virtue signaling, which is not um, by any means virtuous. It's free. And a, a virtue can't be free. Virtue has to involve risk um, by the person 
who is kind of displaying it or possessing it. A virtue is not free of charge. There's you, you can't just verbalize your virtue. It's there's no commitment. There's no action. There's no risk, and there's there's nothing on the line, which I guess is why it's called virtue signaling. Um, but it's still a really annoying term because people think verbalizing things is displaying virtue when really a parrot can verbalize something right and it is not virtuous although that's almost a re reverse anthropomorphization <laughs> by me but um yeah i don't know i never i never really had an opinion about it i thought it was so crazy that this was going on Again, the only thing I would I could think of when we had started talking about it, which was just a few days before we left, is this is really cool that I'm alive in a time when this is even possible. Right. Bulls run through the fucking streets, goring and running over human beings. It's cool. It sounds like something you I you mean You can't find anything in America that comes even no. close. And especially being there, there is nothing. And you know, it's and it it is a deep cultural thing, and it's been hundreds of years. And we, well, our country's not as old, so we don't have that that deep of a culture yet. But man, it is not a thing that you can describe, and it's definitely not a thing that you can you can judge. And what's so what's so weird to me is I didn't even think that much about it until I learned that people cared as much, which I should have known because people are so bored and so privileged today that they find pretty much anything to have a point of view on again, because it's free. But when I first did it in, in my, my thinking when people were, were kind of, they give humans the higher kind of worm, we're, we're better than that. We're more moral. We're, we're more, um, you know, we have the conscious. We, we are above that. We can ascend in civilization to be a, um, something that animals can't. I never really thought about it. The only thinking I did was, isn't the fact that we do it proof that we're not? Right. It's not like, uh, you know, they're doing the... Because the bullfighting that happens, just to clarify, is separate from the bull run that happens. It is the yeah. same bulls. But the fact that 20,000 people two times a day for eight days straight pack out a stadium to watch it happen, that's group right there. Well, before and after, too, right? I mean, they fight bulls before the festival, right. after the festival. It's every, a year-round thing. It's their sport. It'd be like, what, LeBron, you know what I mean? Or uh, Tom Brady. It'd be like, yes, yeah, so it'd be like the Russians coming over here and saying, yeah, well, LeBron, we're canceling basketball. I think. Or fo football, football would be a better one. Because people cause do get games, hurt. Right? So, so you're talking about brain injuries right. and things like that, and you're talking about... And these are real humans. Right, paralysis and death and Animals. things like that. So it would be, yeah, it would be like an, some, you, someone from another country. If a Spaniard came over and said, hey, you guys got to cut that out, we would no literally go to war. Right. I think, literally, there would be a war with whatever country tried to do it. Yes. 
Well, it would be laughable, right? Well, yeah. But for some reason, we enter, we give ourselves an audience. That was that's strange. I don't know why uh, they connect the bullfighting with um, with the running if they don't. The only connection is that it is the same bulls that run that are in the bullfight. Right. But if they weren't running, they would just be fought as after they didn't run. And if there was no fight, they would just run and be sold. They'd probably be slaughtered anyways. Because that's what the original running of the bulls was, was the farmer or the the livestock salesman had to get his bull to the place where they sold him. Oh, okay. From what I understand. So that's what they would move them from their pen to the place where they would be sold. And now they're just moving them from the pen to the place where they're where they fight in the plaza so it's it's like well they're you know they would be moved to be sold and probably killed anyways yeah it's a it's a real strange thing the only thing that comes to my mind initially after not giving it any thought was uh the idea that we do it is i'm taking we as in humans is proof that we're not above it and one day we will be you know one day we're not going to do that it's already moving in that direction there's if you look at even what we were watching yesterday Shaquille O'Neal and Yao Ming documentary yeah if you even look at the things they were saying about each other right. they wouldn't even they it that would fly. not even fly today and that was nothing that was Shaquille O'Neal is one of the biggest entertainment personalities right now right so that's that stuff is is going to go away eventually and it might make it over there but I think, and I could just be tripping, but it seems, wouldn't be crazy to me if the actual bullfighting stopped at some point in our lifetime. But I feel like the running would never stop. Yeah, it does. it's so ceremonial. I was just thinking when we were talking how shitty and American and stupid it is for us to be talking about the actual bulls as if the whole festival itself is not like beyond magical the bull runs last maximum of three minutes every day and then the the whole literally the whole rest of the day 24 hours for eight days of the week the whole rest of the week is a party well a party fiesta because party's not a way of putting it we don't know what that means here is what right was what i was coming to realize and we talked about it a little bit when we were over there you will find nothing like that here the closest thing and i i know you've been i've never been i've just been to new orleans but probably mardi gras maybe would be the closest it's not even it's not but even it's close. not even close no, no so that's that it's a real drag that we talk about the you know, political, the, you know, the politics of bull running when we're talking about maybe the most, in in my life, top four or five just insane things to be a part of. Yeah. I understand, and we talked about Hemingway a little bit, why he was so taken by it. Yeah. And went. I, I believe he went nine, you know, nine years, visited nine, nine or ten times. I'm not sure, but um, I understand completely. Because for him, he had no sort of expectations for it. And like, no one knew about it yet. We really, sort kinda. of had, you know, you can watch a video and you go in with some sort of expectation. But right. even still, my expectations and yours too were just shattered. 
anything that's a, and that's another point watching videos means nothing and we kind of talked about it on the i think the in the past about life's not enough that the desensitization yeah. of the human condition through the digital age that's kind of what it's about it's it's like yeah you stupid kids you can type in whatever you want you can memorize whatever fuckopedia you want you can look at any photo you want you've never done anything right. and until you do you will stop doing that proof that you do it is proof you haven't done that you know what i mean because anyone that is just um and you don't have to agree and you don't have to do these things and once again you, it's not about the bowls it's not about that i mean life in general when you start participating you stop having that kind of commentary and the only people that have that kind of commentary are people that have never participated in it and will probably will never. Right. And again, you don't have to agree with it. Um, right. I, I don't, I don't want people to, you know, get it twisted. Like even though I went there and I did the running and I watched the bullfights, I don't think I'd ever watch a bullfight again because it felt just, I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, just because yeah. I went and did it and I'm saying that I believe that these Spanish people should be able to do it doesn't mean that I fully support it. Right. The running, I do. I think the running's cool. Yeah. Well, m what my point was is you don't have to to do it. Right. Um, you don't. It, and, like, it, it's, it's a, I find myself in the same kind of situation with, with politics when people talk about them. Um, you know, liberal people or conservative people. It doesn't matter, you know, because I, I kind of agree with both on certain things. And, I'll, I, and I'm sitting there, and sometimes it's you just feel like saying, you know, I don't disagree with you, but the shit you're saying is all wrong. Like, I don't have to, to agree with the overall arching idea. I may agree with you, but all of the points you're making are moot they're just stupid make you not, not want to agree with them it, it make it makes me have a disclaimer like uh you know I, I agree with you fundamentally but everything you're saying is wrong you're right. it's just illogical and it's nothing but confirmation bias and it's nothing but just illogical fallacies and, and cognitive dissonance and it's i find myself in the same position with with these types of topics because again it's it's sad to sit and talk about this type of thing when it's describing the festival itself is not even possible it's um it's almost even... sensory overload we saw so much and we were only there for half half of it we saw yeah. so much that i i probably couldn't name everything that i saw if yeah. i if i tried yeah, and it's one of those things where you're just in it and you're there. It reminded me a lot of a few a few different things, skydiving, um, which I like, um, fighting, which I tend to enjoy, scuba, which is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, and I think a lot of these are uh, there's a there's a book by me high chick sent me high called Flow. A lot of people use the flow state, or they use the cinnamon, the the the, the synonym uh, in the zone. I was in the zone. Okay. So so music is kind of like that too, you know. Like creating. when you're recording and writing and performing. You're so present, right? Uh, 
Ram Das has a book called Be Here Now, and that's what it kind of is. It's just it's it's you're participating in something you can't reach for your phone during. Right. So when you're scuba, you know what I mean. When you're doing your thing, you couldn't even with the worst mind have a fleeting thought. Right. You have to be there. When you jump out of the plane, your mind doesn't start thinking about drifting about the the old lady. I wonder if she's hanging with Steve right now or whatever the fuck you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what people think. I just watch movies, but um <laughs> You have to be present, and the and the festival was one of those things where you can't describe it too much. It's not really possible, and it's it's really shitty to sit and talk about the politics of animal doing whatever it is, you know, because it just uh, it cheapens the whole idea, and that sucks. But my initial th- thinking with all of it was. Um, I don't like when people overlook the idea that humans are animals. Right. It's one much more complex animal uh, manipulating another one, just like in nature, which, you know what I mean? And again, my thinking on it is proof we do it as proof we're not very far beyond it. Right. You know, we aren't better than that. We're just good at it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I think we're heading, you know, in the direction, but uh, cheapening it like that is, it's not, I don't know, I'm not really a fan of it. When you say things like how we're talking, we look like we're defending it, though. And then you have to kind of come to and be like, uh, well, I'm not defending it. I just have this overlying principle that rules all. You're defending the principle. And it says, you don't go tell people what to do. Right. You don't. Especially when you aren't really you. Like I said, you're only you because you were born at a time and a place with a certain upbringing and a certain belief. Like the man with 40 less IQ points does not feel the same way that you feel that. You know what I mean? And it's not because he's less moral. It's because he's not as privileged. He doesn't have the IQ, the upbringing, the insulation, the time, the place. What if you were born in 1908? Right. They didn't even have animal rights. No one was even thinking about it and it's okay um you know that we have it now and you know it's maybe not perfect it's maybe could be better whatever that doesn't matter the point is just observe that that is a fact that you're just you feel like it's people just overlook that entirely you know what i mean right overlooking the whole their whole existence is a condition and it's a condition of, you know what I mean, the nature of everything around them. When you start making these types of, uh, you know, judgments and things like that, it's kind of stupid. You know what I mean? You're yeah. kind of, you're kind of moronic. Even even if you're right, you're you're still a moron because who are you talking to? Yourself. You're just only you're only talking to yourself. When you especially when you just post it on the internet. Right, putting it out in the world and no one yeah yeah and you're so sad because you just you're just seeking stimulation and you're well again you're you're signaling which also if you feel so strongly about it what are you actually doing right you're posting an instagram comment or a youtube comment to an nfl superstar 
Yeah, well, and then let me flip it then. If you're going to think one way, then you have to think this way, right? My, okay, so say you protest it and I participate in it, right? If my participation does, if, if, if your protesting does nothing to stop it, my participation does nothing to propagate it, does nothing to prolong it. Right. And you clearly aren't stopping it. So I'm clearly not, you know, propagating or, or supporting or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Isn't it funny that we read reports when we were there of protests, but it was it was like seasoned bull runners protest bull runs, and then like you read why, and it's like it's it, too safe. The balls aren't the bulls aren't running fast enough because yeah. there's too many weird American people that they're there that don't know what they're doing right. and shit. Like yeah. they're getting in the way. They were protesting <clears throat> at safety. <laughs> it was funny, dude. Those dudes are the are the truth, man. man. Those serious bull runners that are. I was hanging on to one on the last day. I think we talked about it. You, you know, we went, we ran, we were there four days, ran for three. Um, the last day I was getting the hang of it. And I, uh, a technique is to hold the guy next to you. So you kind of move as a pack with the bull. The, the experienced runner is holding onto the bull and those around them. If you're, if you're worth a shit, you're hanging on, you know, the photos all look like what I thought at first was they were pulling each other down. Yeah, like, just freaking dude. out. Then I realized, uh, you know, gripping it is, it's almost like a rugby uh, scrum in a sense where, you know, you're holding it to move almost to syncopate. Kind of like how the bulls do. They all, yes. they're pretty much shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, unless they, unless they get segregated. So on that third day, I really caught a stride and I had a hold of a, of a dude who had a hold of a bull. So I was, you know, one person next to, next to it for some, some, uh, several paces. And it was, uh, explaining it has just teleported me. I don't even know what we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, what I, were we talking about? Uh, just the dudes, the OG bull runners, the, uh, the dudes that do it probably every day, yeah, every dudes. year. I forgot what the point was, but. But there was some Americans there that just went and stood in the street and stood in the corridors. Several, and didn't do probably jack not even shit. just Americans, because you'll see there's we it's just more to people. Some Americans remember, right? Remember yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's more people seem to be standing on the side than actually running. Which I did see some dudes get peeled off the wall on the last day. Which also seems to be the way you get hurt. Yeah. Ironically, yeah, it's kind of funny that the humans are just as dangerous because they can put you in a position laying on the ground. That's not something that you can e easily get out of when right. you, there's thousands of people trampling over you or something like that. But I do got to uh, give, you know, s like, uh, the, you know, just the few that come to mind that show up and just stand there and watch it, give them a little bit more credit than the people that don't go at all. Or yeah. The people that have something to say about it on the internet. But even that's kind of weird, right? It definitely is. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't blame someone, right? If you got there and you were like, I Fuck can't do this. It, or froze. It's fucking freaky. Watch that. Uh, we were on the last straightaway on the last day. Estefera Street. Exactly. And, and standing in mid street, looking back when you see that 
tsunami of people and you don't see any bowls because right. there's they're, they're shorter. Short. You see a tsunami of people. Uh, I could understand how someone could freeze. I mean, I wouldn't, but I could understand how, you know, there were several types of those those people who I could understand would have some reservations um, maybe not been in those types of situations where they kind of get struck and they're just like uh, again I watched some videos I right. want to come peep game I, I, it's different different than the videos when that herd's coming at you right? dude just talking about it gets my heart racing and my, my palms sweaty I can I'll probably for the rest of my life we've talked about this the first visual I saw on the first day when we were running and I turned and saw the pack of bulls over my shoulder, I'll, that is an image burned, right? and a feeling. The whole emotional, physical feeling of it is just burned into my, my brain. Yeah. I could tell you the color of the bull. Yeah. Like everything. And it, it's, it's crazy when, and I think in life, again, you don't have to fucking do any of this shit, but. Uh, in life, you should do you should burn those images into your brain as much as you possibly can, and I think we talked about it. And this is just an idea I'm gonna say out loud because I believe if we put it out to the universe, then it'll start kind of gravitate towards us. But my ideal life, on my re- upon my reflection on one of the really late nights with um, in the festival was that I'd like to create a life where this sounds funny and it it sounds a bit, uh, I don't know how it sounds, so whatever, where I research and locate all of these things in the world and spend my whole life, uh, you know, or say, then you say year, whatever, say, um, a year uh, going from one to the other. So we're going from like San Fermin to the Chinese New Year, yeah. Mardi Gras. Yeah, every type of wild um, festival, ceremony, gathering. Yeah, and I don't mean to make it sound like only wild, um, but culturally important yeah. deep impactful meaningful types of things because then if you, it doesn't have to be wild partying tourists that's not what i'm talking about i'm just talking about something so deeply cultural that it it is awe-inspiring and touches you in a strange type of way uh, i'd like to i don't know them all not even close because i'm so stupid but research all of that and find a a way to go a whole year going from one to the next and just, I don't know, just being, you know, a little bit of a creator. You, you have to wonder what you'll get out of that, which is basically the thing I wonder about everything. You know, what am I, what, who am I going to be after this is basically what, I find myself curious about which we've talked about curiosity in the past I, on the on the past things I think that maybe we didn't. What sort of curiosity? We were uh, in the, like episodes. We were ta- we were in the. I thought we were recording when we were talking about curiosity as far as 
some people think when you do things, you're a thrill seeker or oh a, yeah 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 um, what is it called an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, but it's 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 not really that. It's almost like a learning experience, right? You're you're taking in all these different cultures. I can I can say that I learned a lot about the Spanish culture just being there for the four days. Yeah, some stuff is so different. Yeah, a lot most of it actually. Yeah. Like something that, that happened to me, because when we went and saw the bullfights, we actually weren't sitting together. Right, but right. The, everyone that I was around was having a great time, and everyone that was around them was their best friend. Yeah. Even me sitting sitting around probably two dozen Spaniard people, I don't really speak that much Spanish, like hardly enough to get through a conversation, and they're passing around food, like cheese and uh, like desserts and meats and just all different types of food yeah and like imagine going to a football game and the dude next to you passing you a hot dog it would never happen yeah you most of the time you at least like i feel like i when i go out into a public space and something like that i'm like kind of i don't like any of these people around right me. right like you have an automatic negative idea about the people around you a hostile idea and then yeah. they're just treating it like family yeah and you got to wonder if it's a instead of being um a little bit of a you know an automatic idea you got to wonder if it's an intuitive energy kind of judgment if you're if you don't offer because have you ever had any anomaly experiences where it wasn't like that a bit a little bit more familial in the um scenario say hypothetically where someone would offer you a hot dog or you would offer it to someone because i even me being really introverted and i don't get into into those situations at all I do sometimes catch myself um, getting a good vibe yeah, from someone, I mean, and then that kind of does click, right? And so instead of being like, ah, here in America, we keep to ourselves and everything has to be our own thing. We don't support our elderly. When they get old, we put them in homes. We all, uh, my sister and my brother all have to ha each have a car. My, you know, all these things that are, it's us, me, 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 me. Have you ever thought... You know that vibe is almost like, a, um, almost like a Darwinian innate vibe detector, like an energy detector, where it it and it's always right because you're just surrounded by shitty people. Right. You 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 don't want to know. Oh, um, you definitely don't want to waste any life on, but. A complete stranger could just pass that test with flying colors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm Isn't not that saying crazy? that every person that I run into, you but know for the I mean? most part, right? But it was just, it was like something I've never seen before. Like the, it was the passing around food, that idea of like breaking breaking bread in a way. You know what I mean? Like, Do you know where breaking bread comes from? I actually, I don't. <laughs> Can you break it down for me? Well, let me tell you, even though I know you know, because every time we sit down to eat, which is several times a week, and we have a loaf of bread, um, be it um, at an Italian place or any type of other place, I always ask the table, do you know why they call it breaking <laughs> bread? And my friends all know because I've said it over a hundred times, but... I just like that archetype of the old man telling the same story over and over again. That's you, because you're 60. Especially when I'm 90 years old. Oh, in 10 years. Yes, so they break it with their hands because when you're politicking amongst friends, you don't 
use a knife to cut the food that you and your friends are eating. You don't point the knife. You don't use the knife on, you know, the food. It shows because like a, you're amongst your boys. Okay. So when you're breaking bread, and I also like the term breaking bread because it means you're splitting up some money. Okay. That's the new modern day take on the Bible. I forget. That's the New Testament. <laughs> That's, That's the, the New Testament, Testament by Yavid. I forget that. Uh, I forget the passage of uh, breaking bread in, in the Old Testament. Uh, it's not in a Corinthians. Uh, no. No, I don't know. I don't know what the passage is offhand. But that is why they call it breaking bread. So it's just a little... So I was seriously, I was breaking bread with the Spaniards. Yeah. I'm an honorary Spaniard. Because they would pass me something, and if you didn't want it, you just had to find someone to pass it to. Yeah. That's another thing that, um, it's a tradition I don't think we have, but I really appreciate it. I was talking to someone the other day about it, and um, as a kid, I took nothing from no one and accepted nothing from no one. Um hated everyone's guts basically wanted to cut everyone's fucking throat you know but as i grew older way older than i wish i than i than i than i should have been when i changed my ideas i should have changed them much younger but i didn't um i realized uh it's a big deal to take something when someone gives it to you yeah. in america we half expect them or half hope that they don't accept it right you you give a gift hoping that but um, I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day, and he said that his church had put together an offering to give to him for something that was going on in his life that he didn't mention to anyone besides the in person. He didn't bring it up at the church. Anyway, when the when the pastor, preacher, whatever it may have been, um, handed him the 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 thing, you know, he was telling me I had to take it. Because all these people, you know, even though money means nothing, um, even to these people, it was their intention, and they all pooled together all of their, you know, the intention. Right. And they sent it his way. And they weren't around when he even gave it to him. But he said, you know, there's no way I could have sent it back because I would have been sending back the whole thing that they put out. It would be like blocking their energy you know what right. i mean as far as and it it could be represented in money or whatever it may have been but it's almost like uh you know not opening your door to that type of thing or just blocking the whole thing and the, and the dude was telling me it wasn't anything about money i didn't want or need money but there was no way i could have blocked what all of those people were sending my way right. so i just sent it on to the next person okay. i didn't i didn't even open it i sent it to the next thing and that is that story reminded me of of that that of what you were saying i had a bit different experience at the bullfight i was sitting next to some american girls which was disappointing obviously because why would i want to sit next to american girls when there's twenty thousand spanish girls around me who uh get back on topic man so then behind me is some American dudes, and I'm just thinking, man, why the fuck did they put me in the American section? Right in front of me, and, and and to the right of me were 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 Spaniards. So I had some a, and I mean this literally, peace of mind, you know. So it was a real left okay. hemisphere, right hemisphere. Um, 
situation where my right brain was represented by the Spaniards, and I'm being a bit poetic here, but and, and my left brain was and represented by you know the American crowd around me, and that's no pun intended if you research the left and right brain, but the people behind me, uh, I, I wish I was in the middle of the plaza with them, gladiator, you know, gladiator scenario. Yeah. They were just annoying, you know, kids. Which which is sad to say kids because they were 22 or didn't 23. They, didn't 24. you say they got up and left after the bullfight started? The girls, again, I think uh, the girls were really upset. And as soon as they started stabbing the bull or what it may have been, they all got up and left like, shit, this doesn't look like the photos. That right. I, this isn't why I thought I came. You know, I thought this was a party and drink beer at the Tigers game. Free sangria. It, right. Cheap sangria, Cheap sangria, as they say, uh, as a reason to travel across the world. But um, they thought it was going to be one thing and it was another. And the, the kids behind me, no, they were just... Uh, uh, they they didn't have any respect for anything that was happening. It was just stupid kid shit, you know what I mean? And you felt like it's kind of throwing them down in there. They had something to say about the bulls, about the the bullfighters, about the people on the horse, about this guy, about that guy, but it was all just like, you're a loser. Dude, the bull is a seriously, I don't want to say majestic, but awesome creature, man. It's crazy. Because I was thinking about that. I've never seen a bull in real life until I was running with one. Yeah. I've seen pictures and movies and whatever, but it's a whole different thing, dude. I felt like a real sort of spiritual connection in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not a a real, real describable thing, is it? Ineffable. Ineffable. I mean, trying to remember that word if you didn't know it before, and now you knew. That's the so podcast this is also word of the educational. Day. Yeah, if you want to know, word of the day is ineffable. Book of the day. I'm kind of just winging it here. I read one this morning called uh, "God's Debris," I think by Scott Adams, the guy who made the Dilbert comics. Okay. Yeah, I saw you were reading yeah. that the other day. Or you had it. Movie of the day is always the same for me. The Handmaiden. The, the best movie, movie made the... since City of God. Okay. Which has been 15, 16 years now. Handmaiden is still best movie made in a long It's hard time. to argue. Well, other than the John Wick franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's not even a movie. You know, that's a biography. Okay, that's a documentary. About <laughs> that's a documentary about me. Okay, David Wick. Yeah, yeah. So keep your eyes out for John Wick Four. Yeah, Wick. I think I don't. I'm not sure the lore of what they've instilled into Wick, but Wick is a place in Scotland. Yeah, we were gonna try to go there when we were there last time yeah. on tour. Yeah, way up north, it's right? Not, yeah, yeah. It's not all the way north Highlands tip of of the highlands where my crew is from but it's uh, uh higher than you know north more north than most where most people go which is just glasgow yeah or edinburgh or or something they don't go above that really 
not too many old. It's that some of the, there's a lot of old town roads up there. Dude, That's you haven't even heard the for, song. I know, but have you oh, ever seen it. The Highlander? With uh, 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 it's an old older movie. I've, yeah, I believe they shot a lot of that in the Highlands. I, well, Braveheart. Braveheart uh, would be a yeah, of course. But the Highlander is just the Highlander named the Highlander. In case you didn't pick up on it, because he's from the Highlands. It's uh, it's good. Not as good as The Handmaiden. Well, there you go. If you've never seen The Handmaiden. If you've never seen Park Chan-wook's The Handmaiden. If you've never seen The Highlander. know what the best movie around is. So thanks for tuning in to uh, Movie Recommendation Hour. This is a dude who is not qualified at all. And dude who might actually be a little qualified. Exactly. Uh, telling you <laughs> what to do, as most people that are not qualified do. So that must be our cue to uh, just hit the button, man. <laughs>